your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I am Rick Solom. In the studio with me is Lacrosse County and Third District U.S. House District Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. It's Hi, like, everybody. It's like a mouthful. We we do need a good acronym for you, and if there's enough vowels in there, it could be cool. Like be a cool. I don't, I don't know. I'll I'll work on it. I'll see what I can do. And uh, so it's kind of a lot of news going on in politics in the state. Yep. A lot of news in the, well, in the House, where the you're, house where you're kind of yep. the Democratic spokesperson. Yep. Or, like, how would you describe, as the third district, third U.S. House district Democratic Party chair, and probably the La Crosse County Democratic Party chair, what would you, how would you describe your job, and what is your function as that leader? So, at the county level, my job is just to coordinate all of the activities of the county party. When we go to, uh, when we participate in events, uh, when what we do, uh, when we fundraise, how we organize, how we get volunteers working with the party, how we go canvassing and door knocking, things like that. So my job is to be the kind of overseer of all of that information. You have the responsibility of, okay, we have the monthly meeting. Yep. The third Monday I, of every I run month. The, I run the monthly meeting. And I'm going to bring this person in to speak. Yep. Okay, yep. So that's I'm your... the person that calls up and says, hey, will you come talk to us? Um, and in fact, on Monday, uh, we've got uh, Representative David Pepper, author of Laboratories of uh, Autocracy, which is about how uh, state governments like here in Wisconsin have been kind of laboratories for really authoritarian thinking and kind of bills that Republicans are trying to push through uh, that that if, if and when they work, they get pushed around the country and then to the federal level as well. So, so, so on Monday, you're just going to deep dive into yeah. Wisconsin's yeah. Uh, ability to test, run, and autocracy. That's right. Where, where, does that, where does that stem from? The the gerrymandered maps, or does it stem from something different? No, it stems – well, it is, it is enabled by the gerrymandered maps. Because of the gerrymandered maps, we have – um, a we have more Republicans than there should be in the in the Congress, and those Republicans are far more conservative than they should be if we had kind of a fair map system. Because it starts there, and then it and then it leads into something like, oh, the Democratic governor got elected while he's what is it called the the, the lame duck session the lame duck session. Yep. We'll pull back all uh, some of yeah, his we'll powers. remove all of his power, and we will um, we will try and impeach our uh, you know a duly elected Supreme Court justice, and we'll try and do all of these other things. Anything to get in the way of the voting public. North Carolina is doing that. Who's winning this battle? Because North Carolina is doing a pretty good job of this, too. There was just some news about North Carolina doing some of this. Yeah, uh, Republicans are doing a very good job. I mean, uh, around the country, enabling these autocratic uh, policies, uh, which is horrifying for American democracy. Uh, So we're just trying to, we're doing our best to kind of highlight it talk about it and make sure voters know what their vote what they're what they're getting when they when they vote. Yeah, I didn't want to deep dive on that right away, but there that's where I went cuz it's always how it happens. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. William's going to hang out for most of the show and then I'm at the end of the show I'm going to talk about La Crescent does this thing. Is this do you know about this? La Crescent does this thing where they they just for a couple weeks 
they they just request that people from the community come and they they just do a giant thriller. Oh yes, the thriller dance off. Yes. What, what do you call that when everyone comes to a place and it's dances? like a flash mob? Flash mob. So it's not really a flash mob because right, there's no flash it, it, to it. Right. It's scheduled, right? But it's like a they all do the thriller well, video and they're trying to break the record, right? There's like a world record of participants in a thriller dance. Is that trying, what it is? Okay, they're so trying to, to break the record for largest thriller dance in the in the world. Okay, so we're gonna talk with. Uh, the the organizer and that at the end of the hour when will when I kick William out of here because I want to talk thriller although I think if you you have to go but it, this is like right up your alley the thriller thing right yes I'm all I'm all for thriller dances of all sorts yeah, I mean you I think on Sunday they're doing another rehearsal and anyone can participate well we'll talk about it at the bottom of the hour the other thing I want because you you know uh, we're both nerds in here sci fi nerds yep Star Wars is talking about bringing back Ray R E Y Ray and so they, I thought they ended that trilogy. So now they're going to. Well, they ended the trilogy, but the character was still alive. So right. there's still plenty they can do. So do, do you have, do, are you like a, like I've, I've read a so, lot. Of that so I'm a, like I've her. read a lot of people that do not like Ray. I am not one of them. I like Ray quite a lot. I'm one of the people that really hates the prequels. And so um, I really, really despise the, the first, prequels. Okay, episode one, two, and three yeah, with yeah, the robots yeah, and with, Jar Jar. Yeah, I hate all those. Oh, yeah, they need but to. If other they're than that, remake, I pretty much like all my we Star We remake Wars. movies all the time. Why don't we remake those three movies? Oh, that would be great. That would be awesome, Because, right? oh, they're just so bad. Here's the thing I, I want to see, and I don't, I'm not through Ahsoka yet, so no spoilers here. I finished it. But but it's about Thrawn. It's, that's, yep. I don't know, a little bit of a spoiler, but, uh, and if you go read about Thrawn, that's kind of thrilling. But if you take Ray's character right at the end of that that trilogy, I yep. don't know what they call that that chunk of trilogy. But if you took her character right at the end, she's trying to decide to go good or evil, right? That's kind of what if what if Star Wars just did the now she's evil and she becomes like the evil master and oh that doesn't I like Ray I don't want her to become evil. But that, how interesting would Not, that be? It, it, that would be that that would be a game changer. No, this is like Game of Thrones. Let's let her be. Be good and everybody's go after good, bad people. But everybody's good. Not everybody's but good. But the bad They're guys are not all, good people. The bad guys are so incompetent. The the Han Solo's kid. Ha ha. Oh, you're spoiling it. Um anyway, I just want to see that arc. An arc where an like Darth Vader has Right, I was an gonna arc, say that, that but is we don't, Darth Vader's but arc. We don't get to see that. We haven't seen that. Yeah, really. we do. That's what the prequels are. The prequels are garbage. You but just they're said. garbage. Sure, yeah, I, I didn't say they were they were good arc but All right. they, they're there 608-785-7914 i'll take any opinions on star wars uh if you want to text or call we'll be back all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm i'm rick solom in the studio with me for most of the show here lacrosse county democratic party chair william garcia three cd d chair two I'm going to check the text line but i, I forgot to do that over the break because we were yapping about my more movies need to go evil Right. Need like Apparently so. I, hey, I we, disagree. We, our podcast on Monday, Democratic Voice Podcast, yep. we had the young Democrats on. Yep. Hannah Dull, Grant Matthews. So, but I brought up during the show a haunted house idea because they want to do like. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. The Republican haunted house. This would be funny. It wouldn't have to just be Republican. You could do like a. But I think our, our atmosphere in politics right now since 2016, for some reason, where you could do, and, and this has probably it been It reminded done. me of hell houses in Texas. Do you have hell houses here? We, we have haunted houses, but I don't think, you've been here no, long no, no. enough to, uh, know, I don't know what that is. house is a haunted house thrown by like a really conservative church 
that's all about the horrors of like the devil premarital sex and things oh, like Jesus. that. So you walk in and it's like there's a couple making out and then you go to the next room and they're like all bloody and gross on the like they've been killed. What? Like and but they're they're called hell houses. Is so it ironic know. or is it funny or is it supposed no, to they're scare spo- they're you? They're trying to scare you straight. They're trying to scare you to God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, literally. Um no, we don't have those, William. Okay. You should know that. You would know that if we had those. That would be a that would be. A I don't thing. know. I could just drive by it and be like, "Oh, that's had, normal." If somebody had one of those, that's that would be thing. controversy. Don't would you it? think? Because they're all over Texas. In, in this, well, yeah, but Texas, <laughs> Texas, is a whole other country. I think. All right, so we could get to some business here, but I still think that we need a Ray movie where Ray is evil or a new character. What is the weird guy in the Ray movie that sits in the chair and he's the kind of. Uh, Stark, Stork, Stark, oh, Snork. Stork, Snork, Snork. It's not Snork. Remember the Snorks? Remember that cartoon? I know what you're talking about. But he died. So, I mean, it doesn't, you can't really do that. Right. He died. Like, who's that guy? And yeah, somebody was telling me that he has a whole backstory. We could do, like, he was created by right. Palpatine or something. Anyway, uh, yeah, geeking out at Star Wars for, for no apparent reason because there's not even, well, Ahsoka just a- ended. Yeah. You, could have, you could wrap up Ahsoka. I'm halfway through, so I don't want to talk about it. Um, and there's a movie in the Marcus Theater right now, The Creator, that I kind of want to go see. You might see me there tonight. We'll see. All right. Wisconsin State Legislature did a couple of things today. Robin Voss wants to impeach Janet Protasiewicz. He desperately wants to, but he, but he keeps being foiled. And he created a secret panel. Secret panel. And we, we had one of those members of the secret panel come out publicly and say, I'm on the secret panel. Yep. And then an open records request revealed what he said to Robin Voss about his in the secret panels to say it's kind of they're they're made up of former Supreme Court justices. Yep. Conservative Supreme Court. Like Well, they end up being conservative. We didn't know that. Right. And then they were gonna advise Robin Voss on whether or not we should impeach or he should impeach Janet Protosewich, who we just elected. Um and another another one of those judges has just come out. Yep. Also we well, re- it, it, he released that last person's name. Oh, okay. So we and we learned all three of these yep. secret panel judges are conservatives, and all three of them, or two of the three, two of, of these, the three so far. We don't know what the third patient's Rogan sack. We don't know her stance yet, but have said, don't. There's no don't do this. There's no reason to impeach. It's not reason. There's no avail. Uh, what is the? You don't have the legal with legal. You don't have the, the legal ability. ability. You don't have the uh, the the legal framework. I guess. If you, if you impeach this, would it go to the Wisconsin Supreme Court to overrule the impeachment nope. of themselves, right? Nope. There's some avenue. Well, and that's one of the weird things about impeachments. So the, one of the weird things about impeachments is you don't actually have to – there's not a requirement to commit a crime to be impeached. The only thing that needs to happen to be impeached is that the, the House doesn't like you uh, by a substantial margin and then that the Senate doesn't like you by a substantial margin. That is the only thing. There's not. It's not like a court of law where you have to – like prove beyond the shadow of a doubt some crime was committed. That doesn't exist in an impeachment. It only the only thing that you have to do is meet your voting numbers to impeach and then remove. Okay, so it's 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 stupid. Right. <laughs> in other words, like right. it doesn't make any sense. Right. And as as our politics go further left and further right, right, this becomes the norm. I don't think it becomes the norm if you go further left. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. Okay. Because um, we don't I mean, see a lot of Democrats again, impeaching people. Of, we don't see Democrats doing this kind of thing, uh, even in states where they have like large majorities. They're not doing this kind of thing. It's only when Republicans get in control, get some small bit of power, uh, that that things start going funky. One would argue that we twice impeached Donald Trump, and therefore yes. your argument is and I would like nullified. To, no, I would like to remind you that every one of those votes was bipartisan. 
all of those votes had Republicans who agreed that the person should be impeached and removed. Okay, so that no, when it needs to be bipartisan for it to have some legitimacy, would you say? Um. Well, there's a, I guess there's a difference between legitimacy and happening. Because sometimes we say bipartisan, and it's one guy that's on the other side sure. that voted for the thing, right? And you're like, okay, it's not really bipartisan. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be – it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be partisan. It should be like – if there, if 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 someone commits a crime worthy of impeachment, it should by no, it should never be by uh, a, a partisan thing. Right. You should not be protecting someone who is of your own party just because they're of your own party if they committed some horrible, egregious crime, like you know, um, helping I, to attack the Capitol on January sixth, hiding gold bars under your right, under hiding your gold bed bars. Yeah. yeah, that guy should be out. Bribes like, from Egypt. Yep. So, but all right, and then of course you see the difference. Republicans, Trump commits crimes, or Republicans just call it a witch hunt. Uh, they, you know, all these all these things happening. They say they they defend Trump to the end. Democrat Menendez, uh, you know, uh, U.S. senator, U.S. senator from New Jersey, um, Democrat. Uh, he commits a crime, and the Democrats are like, he should be gone. He should be out. He should resign right now. Yep. And that's like pretty much every Democratic senator is. And if you don't even want to do Trump, you could do the dude from New York on the Republican. George Santos. George Santos, right. Right. Has been like indicted for stealing money from his contributors. And still the Republicans are like, no, you're, you're okay for right now. And the difference there too is that Republicans have about a five seat majority in the, in the U.S. House of Representatives and Democrats have a one seat majority right. in the, in the Senate. And, but, but neither of them is gone yet. So at this point, right. but the, at least the talking points Right. For Democrats sound better, but until there's action, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say, like, mm, we'll see. Um, the other thing that, that's happening in Wisconsin state legislature today, Wisconsin Assembly approves transgender sports restrictions, gender-affirming surgery ban. This is something we've talked about multiple times on the Democratic Voice podcast. but can, And on the show. And on the show. Yeah, I brought you up. The, the, the surgery thing, the, the sports one is, what is there, what did you say, six kids? Six kids in the state, apparently, that might be affected by this law. In high school? In high school. Right. And in college, which is competitive, which means that you would have to prove that you're, like, a, you know, better than other people. Um, so, in other words, none of these, all of these laws are hurtful to the LGBTQ community. Um, they are going to lead to uh, more incidents of mental health problems. They're going to lead to incidents of, of depression. They're going to um, not stop the much higher rate of suicide ideation and suicide attempts that happen with transgender people. uh, Because if you tell a transgender person that they are loved no matter what, they, they tend not to commit suicide. But when you don't and when you pass laws like this, the suicide rate increases. So the, the legislature really has blood on its hands with this. Thank God. Tony Evers is going to veto all of these, and thank God um, they do not have a veto veto proof majority. So we will be able to stop, hopefully, uh, the, uh, any attempt to overturn these vetoes. Um, we we do not have veto we do not have the power to stop a veto override in the Senate, but we do in the Assembly by two votes. And so basically. There are two Democrats are standing between this absolutely horrendous law and uh, our our trans youth in this state. And that's really horrifying. And it's ridiculous because 
Republicans are passing this law. It affects almost no one, uh, but they're spending time and energy on it. They are just to win to I would, win culture war points. I would say in one regard, it affects no one. In another regard, it affects six people. Yeah, it affects— You know what I mean? Right. It affects— yeah, I, we don't want to minimize that. Like, these six people deserve to play sports. Right. They deserve to play sports. They deserve to play sports as the gender that they, that, that they are. The, the, the kids aren't doing this to win sports. No, absolutely right? no one is pretending to be something else. So it is absolutely ludicrous that we're passing these laws. Um, Republicans know that they won't win, um, which is why they're getting why they pass it in the first place. Well, and it, gets, it goes back to the fact that we have a Democratic governor. The Republicans know exactly that he's not he's going to veto such a thing. So are we wasting our time there? Do we right. want the stance and the political uh clout that we did a thing uh we'll go to the phones and is this andy yeah it is how are you how are you guys doing I it's been a little while hey, man. Yeah, yeah go ahead so more of a question i mean i i see what you're talking about in terms of like okay the transgender things that republicans are going to are kind of an absent victory but there is i think an argument to be made of principle and the idea of sports and competition and how do we keep things fair and so i i mean there is you can't. We can't deny the, the the things that we have seen in terms of like Leah Thomas and, and a few other sports characters, right? Who are obviously outperforming most of their competitors, and it's really not a fair competition. So, although there aren't that many people participating, how do we? keep the principle of fair competition. I, I think I've got two different points to that. And the first one is I would like to, I, I want to get your thoughts on one thing. Um, Michael Phelps has uh, the, the famous swimmer, like the most decorated male swimmer in, in Olympic history. Michael Phelps has a genetic disorder that allows him to process oxygen faster than most people. Should we prevent him from playing an Olympic sport because of this genetic disorder? Um, I would say obviously not. I think there's still enough. There's one, right, like he's still in his natural state, right? So his natural abilities are that, that genetic advantage, uh, right? I, I think, I think, and I so think we that's look at that and we say, okay, what, how much of an advantage is this giving you? Is this one naturally occurring? Two, how much advantage is it giving it to but you? Does it really know. blow the, the competition or is it still basically fair and i know i've seen like other runners like um there are rum, run, female runners who have high testosterone and before there was some cutoff mark right they was like hey you you're a woman you nat you are a woman you you have the x and y you know that you have the two x chromosomes but you have uh high testosterone too high for what the normal range for most women are so they did exclude her Right, so which, which I don't think is it's fair. It's still either. complex. Yeah. But and, I would go I with, yeah, if it's, an, if it's too much of an advantage, yes. You, you need to cut them out of the competition. But what if someone is taking, uh, let's, uh, uh, in the case of, uh, like, too much testosterone in a woman, we know from science that someone who has been on testosterone blockers for six months, uh, uh, for as long as they've taken them consistently, um, has basically lost all of the benefits of having testosterone in your system. Like we've done studies and scientific sh to show that um, a transgender person who is on testosterone blockers uh, for six months have lost all of the physiological benefits of having testosterone in their system anyway. So in other words... Is that pro-puberty or, or is that past puberty or pre-puberty? That's past puberty. 
because you're their, saying their muscle, their muscle mass, the, yep, their the muscle skeletal mass density, down. the muscle yep. density, and the skeletal. And we're talking about like, those innate we're physical about advantages. The, yeah, we're talking about the um, what's the word I'm the this elite, elite set of athletes that are already like just you know millimeters in, or or milliseconds difference, but but it does it does matter at that point. The the testosterone advantage does decrease after. Like I said, about six months on on testosterone blockers. So, how does that fit into? It's not this only equation? testosterone, though. Whatever we're talking about, right? It's a multifaceted thing. Sure, testosterone absolutely. isn't the only determinant in guess, competition, and, and right? I'm going to be, yeah, and you know, I'm going to be really honest here. I did not play sports. I'm not a sports person. I didn't play sports as a kid. Um, uh, I guess I did a little bit, but I didn't like it. And I, I definitely didn't like. By the time I got to middle school and high school, but when I talk to people about the importance of sports. Um, I hear about the importance of uh, like leadership, teamwork, learning how to be a graceful winner, learning how to be a good loser, all of these like really important things that people get from, um, from sports. And I don't see how playing with a transgender person impacts any of these things. I don't see how it impacts teamwork or leadership or learning how to be a good winner and a good loser, uh, learning how to like try your best. All of these – like. When I talk to people about you're right, I'm not going to conflict those. You're right; yeah, it does that, not affect that, it play. We're so talking about I, I competition. Guess I don't, I don't competition and play are different. I don't understand the um, that whatever differences there may be physiologically, uh, which I think again are are fairly minor, especially if someone is on the the proper kind of hormone cocktail for their gender. Um, that. It, it's not impacting what everyone tells me are the really important things about sports. And so I'm not sure why we're worried about it. Also, Leah Thomas is like the one example that everyone goes to. And she won a race in a swimming event that nobody cares about, right? Like women swimming, women, pe- people that are inter- interested in swimming. But that's the only example that we can go to. And then it's not but like there's more examples. That's just the most notable one. Right. I mean, it's the very, very outlied of outliers. Are you caring about say, you, I, you, she's six? I got to take a break. We got a break for news. Uh, thanks for call. Thanks yeah, for the call. Andy, great talk. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair and 3CD Democratic Party Chair William Garcia hanging out for a couple more minutes. And then I'm going to bring Megan Waddell in to talk thriller. 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 They're going to do uh, the thriller video in La Crescent again. This Halloween tradition that we do. So we're going to learn a little bit about that uh, but we were talking about the, the Wisconsin State Assembly passing some transgender or anti-transgender bills. Is that what should I call them? That anti-trans An- bills. Anti-trans bills. And um, we just we have another caller. Now I just forgot. Is it Mike? Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Very Good. well. How are you doing? Good. So I just find it comical that you guys report the story of anti-transgender, where it could also be that um, Wisconsin Assembly upheld. Title IX protection for women's sports and equal uh, no, rights. The, the, Title sports, nine, the Title IX rules are very that, clear that they cover trans people. So you you might want to, you, you could possibly reword it as something, but it's definitely not going to be upholds Title IX uh, rules because Title IX is pretty clear on that. So, but what is, what is Title IX, um, who is it, who's it protecting that? Why was it instituted? It's protecting everyone. It's protecting 
men, women, and non, non-binary people all. Okay. Well, when you say that it potentially only affect six people in the whole state, you're forgetting about the, the tens of thousands of female athletes that are trying to compete in an equal playing field. And it is an equal playing field. They're, they're all women. What's that? They're all women. It's an equal playing field. Or girls. Well, you're, you're, if you're born a man and claim yourself as a woman, you're not a woman. If you are born a woman and accidentally have the, um, some of the biology of a man, you are a woman. Okay, but are we, is the WIA going to enforce that? Like you got to do a um, biological test in order to compete? I don't know if they should. Just let people compete as the gender they believe they are. Do you, do you want the WIA to do that? What do, you, what do you want the WIA to do? No, whatever you're identified at birth, whether you have a vagina or a penis. Or but we know that that doesn't happen. Y, y, we, know that's not, we know that that's not how anything related to gender and sexuality works. All right, we're, we, we know for a fact that that's not, that that's not how it goes. We're going to run circles around this. Uh, last thing. Before before you have to get out of here, um, Derek Van Orden. Yeah, caught yeah. his second nationally uh, uh, criticized tantrum. That's that's two in like a month and a half. Okay, so the, the, yesterday the press briefing. Yep. So an Israel Hamas press briefing from the Biden administration, a White House press briefing. He apparently accosted or 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 made I don't know like the the, the briefers yelled at, themselves yelled, yelled profanities at the people giving the the the, the briefing. I don't know if he yelled profanities. He might have yelled profanities at the house rep from Minnesota. He told, I think he told him to bleep off after the house rep yelled shame on the you, dude. Other people in the room say that he yelled profanities okay. at the briefing. Regardless of that, he's yelling in the middle of a press right. briefing. He's mad that those people don't know as much as he does. Right. On- and he doesn't know anything. And and I think that's important. Uh, Derek Van Orden has a really um, gross tendency to really exaggerate his experience in the military. Um, he did five tours, and we thank, we thank him for it. He did five tours of duty in Afghanistan and Iraq. That does not make you in any way, shape, or form an expert on Israel, Gaza, and Palestine. And, and even if it did. To, he tries to say it does. And even if it did, I mean, he could convey that in a different way. Oh, sure. He I've could, invited he him. He could be calm, cool, and collected and say, hey, this is, this is where I think you're wrong. But instead... As usual, he instead decides to just yell profanities at people and um, and not listen to anyone and, and make a fool of himself. And then, of course, this isn't on tape. And, of course, it's only Democrats calling him out on it. So it's not even, you know, when he, when he did it to teenagers in the Senate right. or Senate pages, then it was bipartisan, so to speak, right. of calling him out this this time at this right. point. But then today, Der- Derek Van Ergen comes out and says, we shouldn't go after the Biden administration at this important time where Israel Hamas is right. kind of teetering. So, so he's going to yell profanities at, at the people giving the White House briefing. And then 12 hours later, he's going to come out and say, we should not be yelling at the Biden administration. <laughs> well, follow your own rules, sir. This is just one of, of just an insane list of really despicable actions taken by Derek Van Orden that show that he is not capable of uh, conducting himself in a manner befitting a U.S. congressperson. 
If you watch some of the committees that he's on and where he's questioning people, he is a little, I wouldn't say he's yelling profanities, but he's sometimes pretty hostile sure. to, the, to the experts or the he, people on the he, panel. He can be really aggressive and hostile in situations where no one is going to push back. But remember, he always hides from like debates. Like he, he refused to have a debate with Brad Paff. He doesn't really give interviews in situations where the interviewer might ask him tough questions. He only gives softball interviews. Uh, he does not like put himself up for debates. So he will hide from actually having to like uh, genuinely discuss his record. And he'll only talk in really controlled environments. Uh, and when he escapes those controlled environments, like when he's, you know, on the um, – Floor, the floor of the Capitol at 2 a.m. Uh, after having some drinks, yelling at, uh, at high school workers at the Capitol, um, you know, that's when he loses control. I mean, maybe those kids should have kept it down. It's 2 a.m. It's their last day working. <laughs> They're going, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, of course, there's no video of any of this. There's video of the right. stuff in the Capitol, but it's, there's no sound. So right. it doesn't like we can't like everyone in the world has a phone. Like none of them Senate pages that were literally. Taking but we pictures. know that. I mean, even the Republicans told him to cut it out on that one. Yeah. So. Anyway, so the the latest in, uh, of weird news coming from uh, the Derek, Derek Van Orden. Orden himself. So, all right, that's Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair William Garcia. He's got to get out of here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the this cool thing that it, they do in the Crescent where they, they, they what would you call it, William? They re it's a, it's a, reimagine they, they, the Thriller video. Or? They don't reimagine. They just they they do the Thriller dance. Yeah. They they dance the dance from the Thriller video. So we're going to talk to Megan Waddell about that uh, in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. What's going to happen here is I'm playing the song, but it starts so slow, Megan, that I think uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to talk over Michael Jackson Thriller. But how are you? Thanks for joining. Yes, thank you. How are you doing? I really appreciate you having me on this evening. All right, so I I, I tried to set it up, but I, I could let you do it too. Uh, but in but in La Crescent, this is kind of a tradition. We reenact the Thriller dance uh, every Halloween. Is that about sum it up? Yes, this is the fifth annual Thriller Parade. Um, the main event is going to be on Sunday, October 29th at 6 p.m. in downtown Crescent. And it's just a, a free, uh, fun family event to kick off a safe Halloween week. And we look forward to having the biggest turnout that we've ever had to celebrate it being the fifth year. Um, last year was the largest year thus far, and we had about 30 or so zombies. But um, based on the first couple rehearsals that, that we've already had this year, we have had about 50, a little over 50. So, so we're looking forward to the largest crew of dancing zombies and then hopefully an even bigger spectator crowd to come out and watch and support us and have fun. Have you? Okay, so and on the flyer it says of all ages. Like, who's your oldest zombie? Have you had like an 80-year-old zombie or anything like that? Do you know? I don't think we've had 80, but we definitely have some women in their 70s. You know, and this is like a bucket list item for them. You know, that they're, you know, they're, they're checking that box. And so it's a great way, um, you know, to meet new people, to make new friends. Um, most of my dancers have never, ever stepped foot 
in a dance studio or taken a dance class in their whole life, but they still manage to kill it. I mean, they get into character, they do their hair, they do their makeup, their costume, everything is on point, and it is unbelievable. And, you know, I'm just a little girl with big big dreams. Some things never change. This is an inspiration uh, to me from my hometown of Lexington, Kentucky, where they have been doing this for decades. And there are literally thousands and thousands of zombies that take over Main Street in downtown Lexington. So that is what I hope that we can grow into here in this community in the Crescent the lacrosse area on Alaska, Holman, all, all, all surrounding areas that we can get it to be that big one day. And maybe even one day too, if I have a participant that would step in as Michael Jackson and I, you know, surrendered that role to them, you know, a good dancer, um, you know, that wanted to play the Michael Jackson role that fit and looked the part. And then I I could be, you know, like the girlfriend and we could do it coming out of the Rivoli Theater in Lacrosse where we reenact the whole video, you know, like where they're at the scary movie yeah. and they come out and then they're, you know, they're on their date walking home and then all the zombies come out from the crowd and surround them and then they just bust into move. I just think that would just be amazing. Have you ever talked to the Rivoli owners about that? Because I bet they'd be right on board. They're always doing eighties. <laughs> They're always what? doing eighty movies over there, eighties things. <laughs> you know what? I haven't. Um and I'm sure that they would be on board, um, for sure. Um but I guess I just am kind of waiting for you need Michael. You, know, you need a Michael more dancing zombies, more spectators. I'm just waiting for it to grow a little bit more and I also need a Michael Jackson, you know, like somebody, like a guy to serve as Michael Jackson so that I could be his girlfriend and we could totally reenact the whole thing. I mean, but, Megan, I think at this point, anyone who can dance like Michael Jackson and then you will be that person's girlfriend. Guy, girl, I mean, man, if we could find someone that could dance like Michael Jackson, but that's a tall task, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but I tell you what, I mean, this community, it it's, never ceases to amaze me and never ceases to surprise me. We've got some good talent. You know, we might love the Vikings. We might love the Packers, but we do have some strong dance talent in our community, whether it's at the universities or, you know, what have you. We do have some good dancers. I just have to figure out a way. And so thank you for letting me be on the radio. I just have to figure out a way. It's like something's missing and I'm not getting all that participation yet. But I understand, too, that it has to grow. You know, i got to be fair to myself. I, I was wor- wondering, and you you, you kind of stepped on this thought because you said you had the most ever ne- last year and you're going to have the most ever this year. We get we get further and further away from that video, that era, the, the Michael Jackson popularity, how cool the, his dancing is. Do, do you ever have, you must have kids that come and go, I don't even know, I want to do it, but I don't even know what it is, and then watch, or you have to, like, introduce them to this phenomenon of Michael Jackson, the dancer and singer, right? Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up, because I do have a good handful of kids whose parents reached out this year saying, my kid is obsessed with Michael Jackson, my kid loves anything Michael Jackson, and so I've got those kids that show up with their parents. But then, yes, to your point, I also have the kids who have 
never seen the video, never heard the song. It's just something that mom or dad wanted to do with them as a family bonding experience, you know, to make a memory. And so, you know, then I send them home, you know, with the homework of go home, watch the video, listen to the song, you know, and come back next week. So, yes, absolutely. Okay, so on Saturday you're having, I think, just like a, a – is it Saturday? Are you having two things this weekend? Am I getting the dates well, right? Well, Saturday, yes, yes. Saturday at 4.30 at Nicole's School of Dance here in La Crescent is like a little preview. But I'm not really advertising that much because I don't want it to take away from the main event. I oh, don't sure. want it to take away from my numbers of my spectating crowd on the main event on the 29th at 6 downtown La Crescent. That's the main thing. And then Sunday you have um, a rehearsal or uh, anyone that wants to come and practice and join and participate that Sunday? Yep, Sunday, um, this coming Sunday on the 15th at 2 o'clock in the fire station parking lot, if weather permits, otherwise we'll be inside the community building here in La Crescent. That is our next rehearsal. And if you want, you can visit the Thriller Parade La Crescent MN from Minnesota on Facebook. That's our page. That's where the flyer, all the important dates are posted. That's where videos of the dance of years past or from rehearsals are posted. So if you want to get practicing at home or do some research on, like, your costume. Uh, oh, and, and um, something else important uh, to bring up. We will have the La Crescent Rotary Club is going to pop up a tent for food. They'll be providing some sandwiches and hot dogs uh, to fundraise for themselves. But then we'll also have Affogato Coffee here in La Crescent. She's going to have her trailer set up. It's Kelsey Anderson, and she, and she has graciously agreed to donate everything she makes that night from sales to the um, annual father-daughter princess dance and the annual mother superhero dance that we have in February and March. So I'm thankful for that, and we're also working on a bake sale. So if you want to come and spectate, bring your appetite. Um, if you want to come dance with us, we will see you on Sunday at 2 o'clock and visit the Thriller Parade La Crescent, Minnesota Facebook page, yeah, all, and you'll all, totally get caught up. Yeah, Megan, all you got to do is search Thriller Parade on Facebook, and you'll see it right there. You'll just see La Crescent. It's that easy. Just search Thriller Parade on Facebook. Um, Perfect. Some of this, if you watch the video – the thriller video go on YouTube or whatever. It looks a little intimidating to like kind of learn some of this. Is it hard or is it easy? What's what can what are my expectations as somebody that doesn't dance or doesn't have but you know kind of wants to participate? Let me tell you what my dancing zombies this year, the new ones, the old ones, they learned all of the five minute and fifty eight second routine in only two practices. In just a matter of four hours they have it. It is absolutely amazing. So do not let, do not let it intimidate you. You know, I'm out in front doing it. And then I have like the kiddos positioned very strategically so that the veteran dancing zombie kiddos are the first two rows. And then the the new kiddos are behind them. And then I have the adult, you know, veteran dancing zombies in the first two rows of adults and then the new adults behind them. So you have, plenty of people to watch. You have plenty of, you know, uh, resources online. I mean, I think I'm even on YouTube, actually, from the that we had the first week. 
um, if anybody wants to check that out, or it's the link for it is at the Thriller Parade sure. uh, page. But it's super easy. Do not be intimidated. Uh, anybody can do it. And like I said, they managed to learn it in a matter of, you know, just four hours over the course of two practices. Uh, last thing, real quick. I only got 30 seconds. Uh, we see sequels to everything. Do we need a sequel to the 1980s video thriller? Well, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> so you want to be that sequel is what you're saying. I got you. Good job. <laughs> Absolutely. Good job, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, everyone. Okay, bye. Yeah, see you later. Sunday, 2 o'clock, La Crescent Fire Station uh, parking lot. If you want to participate in that thriller event. Uh, learn the dance, and then uh, they're going to do it October 29th. Go to just search Thriller Parade on Facebook. That's all the time I have for today. Coming up tomorrow, UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Tregoski is going to join me. We're going to see what kind of uh, goofiness we, you know, he's a political scientist, but if anyone hasn't listened before, we bring him on. And ironically, then we just talk about like food or something like that. Usually that's the case. And then we talk politics a little bit. Uh, it's a little, it's a great mix of politics and, and silliness on a Friday. All right, we'll do it again then.